Chapter 3 Liberty from the Fear of Death Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 2 Corinthians 3.17 The true-born child of God serves his master well. As Ralph Erskine wrote, Slight now his loving precepts if they can, No, no, his conquering kindness leads the van. When everlasting love exerts the sway, They judge themselves most kindly bound to obey. Bound by redeeming love in stricter sense Than ever Adam was in innocence. Scripture Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 2 Corinthians 3.17 From the Fear of Death O death, how many sweet cups you have made bitter! O death, how many celebrations you have broken up! O death, how many gluttonous banquets you have spoiled! O death, how many sinful pleasures you have turned into pain! Take the telescope and look through the view of a few years, and what do you see? Grim death is in the distance, grasping his scythe. He is coming, coming, coming. And what is behind him? That depends upon your own character. If you are a child of God, there is the palm branch. If you are not, you know what follows death. Hell follows him. O death! Your ghost has haunted many houses where sin otherwise would have rioted. O death! Your cold hand has touched many hearts that were big with lust, and has made them wince in terror from their crime. O how many people are slaves to the fear of death! Half the people in the world are afraid to die. There are some madmen who can march up to the cannon's mouth. There are some fools who rush with bloody hands before their Maker's judgment seat. However, most people are afraid to die. Who is the person who is not afraid to die? I will tell you, the person who is a believer. Fear to die! Thank God I do not. The cholera may come again. I pray to God that it will not, but if it does, it doesn't matter to me. I will work and visit the sick by night and by day until I drop, and if it takes me, sudden death is sudden glory. This is how it is with even the weakest saint. The prospect of death does not make you tremble. Sometimes you fear, but more often you rejoice. You sit down and calmly think of dying. What is death? It is a low porch through which you stoop to enter heaven. What is life? It is a narrow screen that separates us from glory, and death kindly removes it. I remember a saying of a good old woman who said, Afraid to die, sir? I have dipped my foot in Jordan every morning before breakfast for the last fifty years, and do you think I am afraid to die now? Die? Why, we die hundreds of times. We die daily. 1 Corinthians 15.31. We die every morning. We die each night when we sleep. By faith we die. Dying will be old work when we come to it. We will say, Ah, death, you and I have been old acquaintances. 
I have had you in my bedroom every night. I have talked with you each day. I have had the skull upon my dressing table, and I have often thought of you. Death, you have come at last, but you are a welcome guest. You are an angel of light, and the best friend I have had. Why then would you dread death, since there is no fear of God's leaving you when you come to die? Here I must tell you that anecdote of the good Welsh lady who, when she lay dying, was visited by her minister. He said to her, Sister, are you sinking? She answered him not a word, but looked at him with an incredulous eye. He repeated the question, Sister, are you sinking? She looked at him again as if she could not believe that he would ask such a question. At last, rising a little in the bed, she said, Sinking? Sinking? Did you ever know a sinner sink through a rock? If I had been standing on the sand, I might sink. But, thank God, I am on the rock of ages, and there is no sinking there. How glorious to die! O angels, come! O cohorts of the Lord of hosts, stretch, stretch your broad wings and lift us up from earth! O winged seraphs, bear us far above the reach of these inferior things! But, until you come, I will sing, Since Jesus is mine, I'll not fear undressing, but gladly put off these garments of clay. To die in the Lord is a covenant blessing, since Jesus to glory through death led the way. But there are two sides to such questions as this. There are some glorious things that we are free to. Not only are we freed from sin in every sense from the law and from the fear of death, but we are free to do something. Scripture, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 2 Corinthians 3.17. And that liberty gives us certain rights and privileges. We are free to heaven's charter. There is heaven's charter, the magna charter of heaven, the Bible, and you are free to it. There is a fine passage, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. Isaiah 43, 2. You are free to that. Here is another. Mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart. Isaiah 54, 10. You are free to that. Here is another. Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. John 13, 1. You are free to that. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Here is a chapter regarding election. You are free to that if you are elect. Here is another that speaks of the non condemnation of the righteous and their justification. You are free to that. You are free to all that is in the Bible. It is a never failing treasure filled with boundless stores of grace. It is the bank of heaven. You may draw from it as much as you please without obstruction or hindrance. Bring nothing with you except faith. Bring as much faith as you can get, and you are welcome to all that is in the Bible. There is not a promise, not a word in it, that is not yours. In the depths of tribulation, let it comfort you. Amid waves of distress, let it cheer you. When sorrows surround you, let it be your helper. This is your Father's token of love. 
never let it be closed up and covered with dust. You are free to it. Use then your freedom. We are free to the throne of grace. It is the privilege of Englishmen to always be able to send a petition to Parliament, and it is the privilege of believers to always be able to send a petition to the throne of God. I am free to God's throne. If I want to talk to God tomorrow morning, I can. If tonight I want to have a conversation with my master, I can go to him. I have a right to go to his throne. It doesn't matter how much I have sinned. I go and ask for forgiveness. It doesn't matter how poor I am. I go and plead his promise that he will provide all things needful. I have a right to go to his throne at all times, in midnight's darkest hour or in noonday's heat. Wherever I am, if fate commands me to the utmost verge of the wide earth, I still have constant admission to his throne. Use that right, beloved. Use that right. There's not one of you who lives up to his privilege. Many gentlemen will live beyond their incomes, spending more than they have coming in, but there is not a Christian who lives up to his spiritual income. You have an infinite income, an income of promises, an income of grace, and no Christian ever lived up to his income. Some people say, if I had more money, I would have a larger house, and horses, and a carriage, and so on. That is very well and good, but I wish Christians would do the same. I wish they would set up a larger house and do greater things for God. I wish they would look more happy and take those tears away from their eyes. With such treasures in the bank and so much in hand that God gives you, you have no right to be poor. Get up and rejoice, rejoice! The Christian should live up to his income and not below it. Turn then, my soul, unto thy rest, the ransom of thy great high priest hath set the captive free. Trust to his efficacious blood, nor fear thy banishment from God, since Jesus died for thee.